until the shadows of the forest yielded suddenly to a brightly lit opening. The unexpected brightness dazzled their eyes at first, but when they became accustomed to the light, they stood staring at it in wonder. The clearing was about thirty yards in diameter, completely encircled by a variety of lush evergreen and deciduous trees and shrubs. The tall grass cloaking the circle bent gently in the soft breeze. On the far side of the enclosure was a huge old tree, a sentinel standing guard over his small hidden kingdom. Grinning at each other, they bounded toward the tree in perfect accord. Its low-hanging branches reached out, then up in a series of twists and turns. "'I bet no one has ever been here before us,' Isaiah had whispered on the day of their discovery. "'Probably not,' answered Christopher. "'This is our very own private tree.' "'Yeah,' answered Isaiah. He reverently stroked the massive trunk. "'Wouldn't it be great if we could just live up here? "'We could have so much fun, and no one would know where we were until we decided to go home.' He grinned at the thought. "'Yeah, but we wouldn't have anything to eat.' And besides, these branches would get pretty uncomfortable after a while. Isaiah considered this for a moment. Then he brightened. We could build a fort up here. That way, we could keep an eye on the whole kingdom and protect it from the dragon. Hmm, that's an idea, agreed Christopher. And so the idea had been born, beginning a project that was to keep them occupied for many happy summer days. They arrived the next morning loaded down with supplies and tools. The first item of business was to fashion two ladders out of four more or less straight branches, approximately the same length, and a number of smaller ones for the rungs. Then they stood back and admired their work. This is fun, stated Christopher. I've helped Dad some in his workshop, but I've never built anything strictly on my own before. Me either. I can't wait till we're finished. The next step, measuring and cutting the wood, took several days. Measure twice, saw once, Isaiah murmured. What? Measure twice, saw once, he repeated more loudly. It's what my dad always says. If we measure carefully, we won't make nearly so many mistakes, won't waste any lumber, and we'll get the fort built quicker. That sounds good. I'll measure three times just to make sure. They shared a grin and set about their task. They were very conservative with their lumber as they measured and sawed and hammered and nailed until they at last had the floor in. The platform nestled in the juncture of the trunk and several sturdy branches, hovering seven or so feet above the ground. Today, as they drove in the last few nails of the front support wall and checked for sturdiness, the boys stood on the platform regarding their work. "'Wow, we're almost finished,' Christopher commented, glancing around at their miniature kingdom." Yeah, Isaiah looked up. You hungry? Smiling at Isaiah's ever-present appetite, Christopher responded, Sure, let's see what Mom packed us for lunch. They plopped down proprietarily on the floor, inhaling the sweet smell of fresh-cut lumber, while Christopher opened the sack. After taking out the small red checkered cloth Elizabeth had placed on the top of the bag, he spread it out on the new plank floor. Then he set the rest of the sack's contents on the cloth. "'Let's dig in!' cried Isaiah exuberantly. "'Shouldn't we bless it first? "'Yeah, you're right. I forgot. You go. "'Thank you for our new fort and for this food. Amen. "'Short and sweet, now let's eat!' Christopher chortled. They shared a laugh as they reached for their first meal in their new hideaway. 
The boys agreed that food usually tastes better out of doors, and today, in their own little house, in their own secret world, the two friends feasted like kings on cheese sticks, grapes, fried squash patties, fresh apples, and homemade bread. They gazed with pride and contentment their private kingdom, eating silently as they soaked in the gentle noises of the forest. A whippoorwill sang off in the distance, and a flock of tiny wrens flitted about in a nearby cypress. After they had eaten everything in the bag, they licked their fingers to grab the last morsel of flavor. "'Is there any more?' Isaiah asked. Christopher looked into the bag. "'Nope, that's it.' "'That's okay. I'm stuffed anyway,' Isaiah grinned. They crammed the tablecloth back into the cotton sack. To satisfy their thirst, they shimmied down the ladders and raced to the brook that gurgled nearby. They knelt down beside it and scooped the clear, cold water with their hands.